0: I think I've only got two things to do. One is to try and make sure everybody's clear on where we're heading, everybody's pointing in the same direction, and we all understand what we're trying to achieve. And two is to both create an environment and an opportunity for everybody in the team to be as brilliant as they can be. If everybody's being as brilliant as they can be, and they're all doing it in the service of the same objective, there's a pretty good chance everything else will come together.
1: Hi, I'm Beldit Mankus. Welcome to The Purposeful Strategist the podcast that shifts the conversation about purpose and strategy from what organizations should do to what business leaders are doing and what they've learned along the way in this episode i'll be welcoming back mark inskip ceo of team matrix mark shares the steps he's taken and is planning to take to get a return on the investment they've made so far around purpose He also describes how he deals with his own Friday four o'clock list. All those things you just don't get around to in the working week. Mark, welcome back to The Purposeful Strategist. Um, You were with us on episode 31, but just for those who might not go back and listen to all of that some of the things we talked about back then were your mission of doubling the amount of people you put to work through the marketplace that you provide expanding beyond your historical core of local government keeping your current clients really happy and bringing some new services and propositions to market and i think you were either were or were thinking about kicking off a more inclusive process of revamping your strategy So I'd be interested in an update on both you and Matrix since then.
0: Yeah, sure. No, it feels like a long time ago. And a lot has changed, although fundamentally the strategy hasn't materially changed. You know, we're still trying to do the same things. You know, our purpose is still to connect people to work. And I think that's a helpful purpose for us in terms of it's something I passionately believe in, that more people that are in work, I think the better world we're in. And it's also helpful in terms of it's pretty simple. People can understand it. And it's also helpful in that actually – But the more people we are connecting to work, the more successful the business will be as well. So, you know, there's a nice alignment there. And we continue to try and win new clients, both in our core market, historic market of local authorities and in other sort of non-local authority markets in the private sector, which, again, we're having lots of success in. So it's been a pretty busy time since we last spoke. The business is growing very strongly. I'm pleased to report it. And a lot of people will say that's a nice problem to have, but a, a problem is still a problem and it still needs to be solved. And it is definitely a nicer problem to have than a business that's not growing quickly. I've done that too. And I can confirm this is more fun. So yeah, we're, we're doing okay. I'm flattered to be asked to come back.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm like I say, very glad to have you back. One of the things you talked about is sort of the way that purpose connects to a number of different things. I'm just... Be interested if you have some examples of the way that it's played out through the organization, some of the difference it might have made.
0: That's a really good question, because actually, if I was to offer a piece of self-criticism, whilst we've been very busy, one of the things that's taken a little bit of a backseat is actually the next step of work we needed to do around the purpose. So i would pleased to report on the one hand that we ran an extended sort of leadership off-site in the summer and the whole sort of team knew what the purpose was right so that's sometimes part of the battle you know i take that as a good thing and we've just this morning actually by coincidence gone through some work naming a new product we're going to launch that's brilliant you know one of the reasons we picked the name we've picked is because it leaks back really nicely to the purpose but if i'm really honest if i went around the whole team is everybody as passionate about that purpose as i am Are we making enough of it in how we and where we recruit and how we position our employer brand and how we make our people feel proud to work here and understand the impact on sort of the places that we, you know, we work with? Probably not yet is probably the honest answer. We're still finding our feet on some of that stuff in terms of how do we really bring that to life? And I think that's the journey that we're starting to think through. We're potentially going to be hiring some people that will also take some ownership of that actually, moving the whole purpose piece forward.
1: Yeah. 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 You said you're going to be bringing in some resources. Are they going to be working specifically on purpose or is that sort of just a bigger slice of their role?
0: It'll be a part of their role and how we bring that to life for our clients, the supply chain that we work with and our employees. We're not quite big enough yet to have people dedicated to that. But yeah, it'll be an important part of their role.
1: And so what kinds of things are you anticipating they'll do that you haven't been able to get around to yet? I think for me it starts with our people
0: i was delighted really pleased when we got the extended sort of leadership senior leadership team together that they pretty much everybody knew what it was and and expressed some degree of understanding of it but i think we've got a long way to go in getting everybody bought into it and really accepting it as part of our sort of employer brand and and how we think about ourselves in terms of what we do i still think a lot of the time we think of ourselves you know as a tech and supply business we're a very practical and pragmatic organization a bunch of people me included right and i think that's partly what makes us good at what we do which is helpful um, i'll give you a real life example where you know where we are part way through negotiating with a potential new client and in the sales process we're up against a competitor that competitor has made lots of promises that are, are much grander and better than ours and hence were in the lead and were likely to win you know, we were likely to lose because we were just a bit too honest and a bit too pragmatic now helpfully our competitor is overpromised and slightly underdelivered to some degree. And I'm hoping that we're going to actually not lose and win that. And it's now our honesty and pragmatism is being played back to us as strength, which is a fantastic thing. But that honesty and pragmatism can make some of the discussions about this kind of aspiration and delivering on a purpose not kind of what we talk about. We we talk about the supply chain and workers and timesheets and, you know, all of these very measurable, real, practical things. Whereas the piece around purpose is is a bit more difficult to grasp.
1: Yeah. One of the themes I've been seeing come up with some of the clients I've been working with is their leaders, their managers, often see this Friday four o'clock thing. It's yet one more thing to do. And what we're trying to do is see, can we shift it from one more thing to do to a great way to get done some of the stuff you've got to get done anyway. And that's easier said than done, but it does seem it kind of shifts it a bit and hopefully can make more people in the organization kind of grab it and want to run with it.
0: Yeah, that's probably the brief I'll be giving to the new person I'm likely to hire. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) my Friday 4 o'clock list very quickly becomes the people we need to hire next to list because everything that's on those lists is important. And if it's important things we aren't getting to, then we've got to fill the gap. Yes, right. And so yes. I, with my team, we've hired three or four senior roles this year, which are collectively sweeping up all the important things we aren't getting to, and now making some real headway on those things. Some of the purpose and marketing and brand and how we portray, present, and understand ourselves is probably the next thing on the list. Hopefully most of the way through
1: a recruitment process for somebody to come and help us with that. Very good. You know, one thing I maybe I should have started by asking is, I gather things have been going well, so you're growing. So how big's the organisation now? Uh, yeah, we're, we're doing well. Um, so
0: yeah, we're well, well into double you growth. Oh, fantastic! We were probably about ninety people, maybe a hundred people when we probably spoke last time. As of yesterday, I think we we're one hundred and forty-six or something. So, <laughs> you know, we're really busy and we are really growing. It's fantastic. And, you know, I think I spoke last time around the challenge of taking over from a powerful and characterful founder. That's no longer an issue for us, right? We've just rebranded the business as part of that journey. URL and, you know, we're positioning ourselves as Team Matrix. So we we, we managed to get a hold of the teammatrix.com URL and all that, which is which is fantastic. That team ethic needs an anchor point so for me that, that's the purpose work and we need to now make that team matrix element actively mean something in how we show up to work and how we work together and that's really quite difficult to do when everybody's absolutely flat out you know we are so busy uh, that last friday i actually closed the business for a day to give everybody a day off data recharge a day to just pause because we have just been so manic I could see it taking its toll on people. We're a growing business. I want everybody to be stretched. If you don't want to be stretched, we're probably not the right business for you. Um, But I never want anybody to be swamped. And there is a fine line between stretched and swamped and everybody's line is in a slightly different place. And I felt like we had too many people that were crossing that line into the swamp space. We had two or three big clients all go live at the same time, you know, all sorts of stuff going on. And, And starting to settle to the normal level of madness rather than the extraordinary level of madness we have. So, um, yeah, we're, we're doing okay.
1: Yes, yes. Mark, one of the things I hear, which is the value, the human value of, of work, of being able to do useful things in the world, I, I sort of hear that as we want people to be stretched. We want people to be growing. We want people to feel like they're contributing just about as much as they possibly could. I think that's really powerful.
0: Yeah, I agree. To some degree, it's a manifestation of me. You know, rightly or wrongly, you know that's how I like to work. I want to make the biggest contribution that I can, and I set myself some pretty high standards. And consequently, therefore, I set other people high standards, and we try and drive that through. But I think I want everybody to feel like they're doing their best work. I think I may have said on the previous podcast, right? I think my job is the simplest job in the world to explain. I'm not saying it's an easy job, <laughs> right? Um, uh, but it is the simplest job because I think I've only got two things to do. One is to try and make sure everybody's clear on where we're heading, everybody's pointing in the same direction, and we all understand what we're trying to achieve. Right? And two is to both create an environment and an opportunity for everybody in the team to be as brilliant as they can be. If everybody's being as brilliant as they can be, and they're all doing it in the service of the same objective... There's a pretty good chance everything else will come together, right? Everything else will work out, and I think what we haven't done yet, I, I think people understand the destination, right, or the you know the purpose around what we've talked about around connecting people to work and trying to double the number of people we, you know we connect to. Us. I think that's becoming part of the vocabulary, um, so we're sort of getting some alignment, but I don't think we've done enough work on that yet. I think that's probably the next thing, and then obviously the piece around you know, can we get everybody to be as great as they can be, right? And and some of that's about the environment, some of that's about how we treat people, some of that's about setting objectives. There's a whole collection of things that matter in that process to try and encourage everybody to just be brilliant. And if we can do that, I say, I think not only will we deliver a good business and good you know, growth and all the things that matter to me as a leader and our investors and all those things, Actually, we'll have a positive impact on the world as well, because you know we'll be helping more people find work, that can only be a good thing,
1: yeah, yeah, as you've gone through this year, obviously you've made great progress on your strategy, it seems that way, yeah. but what, if anything, might have either held it back or accelerated it that for you was I wouldn't even say unexpected, but certainly was notable. Thank you. Yeah, we, we we're doing well against the strategy, which is nice.
0: I've been slightly surprised by the success of our client wins, and you know we're on track to have one of the best years ever from a sales and new business perspective. I still think of ourselves as a small business, uh, and then we're sort of hiring with that mindset. Right? Are we preparing our people, and are we bringing them in a way that means that they're going to enjoy and thrive in a business that is? I don't think we'll get that big, but you know, is two hundred and fifty people in a couple of years' time. And that's sort of changed a little bit around the emphasis around what we're now looking to in people is, you know, we've hired a lot of people from smaller businesses because we want some of that entrepreneurial, we want that all hands on deck, we want that people are prepared to muck in, ego free, all of those things. But we're starting to think about maybe we need to be hiring some people with some large organization experience because we're going to be a pretty medium sized organization quite quickly. And we need some people who know a bit more about, I mean, I've got a lot of experience there, but it can't just be me. You know, we need some more leaders across the team that understand a bit about, you know, what we might need when we're that big. I have worked in enough people-led, people-constrained, frankly, businesses, consulting-type businesses, agencies, I've worked in those businesses, where there is a direct correlation between your revenue and the number of people you have. Clearly, I want this business to have a much lower correlation for us to double the number of people. You know, In a consulting business, you've got to broadly double the revenue, right? You know, If we double the number of people over the next two or three years, I'd like us to triple and quadruple the revenue. That's what I've got to kind of work through is what does that equation look like? And does that equation change based on the nature, type and skill set of the people we're hiring? We're having some interesting conversations about now about as a leadership group about how do we hire, right? Who do we hire? What do we hire? how do we get this business in terms of to stop thinking like matrix of the past and start thinking about matrix of the future? That's probably the biggest sort of shift in our thinking over the last nine months in terms of how we're thinking about the future of the business. You know, we're all really excited and moderately terrified at the same time.
1: Right. right. So, you know, I just want to check something because if I've got it right, the way it works, you build up your people that helps you build out the platform and have the resources to go out and bring in new clients and there's a, I'm imagining there's a bit of a lag then around the revenue growth. Yeah, no, it's slightly
0: the other way around. So we, we don't need huge numbers of people to scale and sell the platform and sell the business. Oh, really? Obviously, sitting beneath that in the supply chain with the recruitment agencies, we've got access to thousands and thousands of people to fulfill the demand. But no, so we've got a relatively small, but reasonably good sales team that are out selling the platform, building the relationships then as and when we win, we go through a pretty rigorous implementation process and through that process, we get into the detail of what kind of support is needed. You know, many of our clients will put one or two or even in some cases three of our employees on site in their offices as part of their sort of HR team through that sort of that outsourced model. For others, we don't. We run the, from here, from glamorous Milton Keynes sort of central team. And it just varies as we figure that stuff out. I've you know worked in businesses where there is that that moment or month or months of uncertainty of, you know, I've made all these investments of people. Am I going to get a return? No, we don't run that model.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what surprised you most about what's happened over the last, you know, six to nine months?
0: There's always the surprises in the sales pipeline, right? There's there's all the deals we definitely should have won that we haven't, and there's the deals we shouldn't have won that we have. There's a daily surprise right. in that world. But I think in terms of the business, I think I've most pleasantly been surprised with just the resilience, commitment, you know, support of the team. And what is a, a relatively new team? They're just really nice people and are focused on being as good as they can be. Uh, and I've worked in other organizations where, honestly, that's not the case. <laughs> um, in the spirit of, um, you know, that we generally have. I mean, it gets tense at times. You know, we all have our fallouts and we all have our moments, right? But actually, fundamentally, there's a lot of people who are friends here, right, ultimately. And we socialize quite well together. Uh, probably the best way to actually describe it, as I think about it, is just the resilience. The resilience of people's good nature. And I think that's a rare and blessed thing attribute of
1: the people that are here yeah yeah no i like that i think that's really good when we last spoke i would asked what your advice might be for other leaders and it was pretty much keep it simple I, i suspect that might very well be a thought you've had many times in your career but i'm just wondering is there anything you might add to that or anything you might change about that
0: Well, I think, I mean, just reflecting on my own learning over the last, you know, whatever, eight, nine, ten months, right? I, I think I'd still stand by absolutely keep it simple, right? Because if you don't keep it simple, you haven't got a chance. My personal big learning is to be more ambitious in your hiring. More ambitious in what sense? Just in terms of the nature of the person, how much you're prepared to pay, uh, you go into every hiring process, right, with a budget in mind and a scope in mind. It's an unconscious bias to, to some degree. But yeah, I, I think just being really brave and ambitious, you know, so another organization I've worked in, you know, the whole hiring process is always constrained. There's pay bans and there's this and you can't pay more than that and you can't, you know, you just got to find the best people. And it's the bit of magic that if if you agree that my simple philosophy for this job is right, which is, you know, get everybody aligned and then get them to be brilliant. Well, the little X factor that you can add to that is if you can get even better people who can be even more brilliant... The better it's going to be right (laughs) so you know deep down i'm a bit of a nerd and a bit of a mathematician i can i think it is that strategy plus brilliance squared and the squared bit is the caliber of the people that you're able to hire you know and i think we're making some really good progress on that but i want to hire
1: better people you know never be satisfied with it yeah i think it's also really great advice well i think one of the other things we touched on was the use of outside support and i think you're somewhat counterintuitive but having reflected on i think pretty insightful advice is don't hire a consultant like yourself. You know, find somebody that feels a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Just wondering, you know, any further thoughts on the use of, of outside resources, particularly might be front and centre for you around this question of purpose?
0: Yeah. Uh, I've got no doubt if we have had hired somebody around purpose over the last six months, we would have made more progress on it than we have done. That's the other thing. Paying money for an expert suddenly brings it off the Friday four o'clock list, right? So now, in our particular case, with everything else we've had going on, I'm not sure we could have got to coped with any more. So I don't regret not doing that, but I recognize the fact we do need to make some progress. And I think in the new year, we may well end up hiring somebody to help you know, support us on some of that thinking. Um, I don't know if this is going to make any sense, but I think when you're really, really, really busy and really up against it, one of the things that gets lost or not a thing on the list, right, it's thinking time the day becomes about plowing through the list of stuff that has to be done. And less of the day becomes a sitting down, trying to figure out, solve a problem, think about something. I think that's probably one of the reasons why, you know, often, you know, fast growing businesses sort of, you know, from people on the outside, well, how did they run into that roadblock? It was going so well, what happened, right? Because I think we get naturally focused on the treadmill and just keeping up with the business. I think an external view, whilst it's painful, at your, some of your busiest times, is a very healthy byproduct of working through that process. We've brought another non-exec onto the board. You know, we've had some external nudges, prompts, and so on over the next six months to try and keep us honest on some of that stuff. And that's probably the other part of my job, and I talk about the two parts, right? You know, direction and, and brilliance, but actually there's another part of my job, which is you know, one foot in today, one foot in tomorrow, And probably realistically over the last six months, I haven't had a one foot in tomorrow as often as I should have done, right? And so I think bringing somebody in to help reignite, refocus, challenge, force it up the priority list is a pretty useful byproduct.
1: You know, one thing you talked about there that I just kind of want to pull out and focus in on, because I think it's a big issue for a lot of organizations is particularly in the way of working we have now that's so technology intermediated it's really easy to fall into the email answer email you know don't don't think just get it off your to-do list just do something i think physical offices help sometimes even just walking from one meeting to another sort of helps with at least having a few seconds to reflect on something to go hang on a minute so i do think it's a big challenge
0: absolutely You know, we're remaining pretty hybrid in how we work. We are encouraging our people to come back into the office. There's a lot of people obviously going back to the office, which is disappointing. Um, It was much better when it was, you know, there was hardly anybody driving. Yeah, it was great. Uh, But, you know, I find that time in the car really helpful, you know, in terms of that some of my thinking time. But there is part of that not thinking about, to your point, my inbox. I totally agree with you. and, And I think that's something that doesn't get talked about. We don't really sit and think about the bigger problems for the business or the bigger challenges. And if there's a Friday four o'clock list, the thinking time is probably the Friday six o'clock list, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anything we haven't touched on that you'd like to reflect on or, or share? I think I mentioned it before in terms of, you know, this is purpose therapy for me.
0: It's a very helpful conversation, honestly, in terms of it forces me to. Think about the things and and some of the stuff I've said today I've not said out loud before. You know, there's nothing better at crystallizing a thought than saying it out loud. It's super important. Yeah, it's why when I you know I'm writing presentations I read them out loud to myself. People think I'm a weirdo, but it's just how my brain works. So I think it's been very helpful. There's some stuff I need to take away and reflect on, and I'm really pleased and proud, frankly, of the team of where we're at. But we're it's not a big number twenty percent thirty through the journey, right? You know.
1: This is just a lot more we can do. Good. Well, Mark, again, thank you for joining. It's been, for me, really interesting just to hear how things have moved on and also how you're, in some senses, you're thinking on purpose. It feels like it's in some ways very unchanged about what the purpose is, but moving into a next phase about what, you, you know, kind of what you do with it. Yeah.
0: And it's not very often. I'm very absolutely certain, but that's not going to change, right?
1: I now want to know, you know, what we're going to do? What are we going to measure it?
0: And if I can't measure it, I can't do it. And, you know, all, all of those processes, right? In terms of how do we get some return on investment from that thinking around it? And I think that's the next stage of our purpose journey. Very good. Again, thanks for
1: joining us. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Purposeful Strategist please email any questions or suggestions to belden at mancus.com. In addition to being available on our website, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed this episode, we release a new episode weekly. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks again, and join us soon for the next episode of The Purposeful Strategist.